You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Good morning and uh, welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We've got an exciting show for you today. We've got all the results from Melbourne. We've got Sydney results and uh, we've got a lot more happening here on Pigeon Radio Australia. But uh, let's introduce our regular uh, panel here on Pigeon Radio Australia. have to introduce here on Pigeon Radio Australia none other than the Maltese Falcon, Mr. Tony Barbara. Come closer. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story of the Maltese Falcon. 600 years the Falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing. For the Maltese Falcon... Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara. Good morning, Tony Barbara, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, listeners, and good morning to everybody around the world. Yeah, and how are you, Tony? Good? Oh, not bad, anyway. That's good. All right, let's introduce this character. folks let's give him a warm welcome back to pigeon radio australia introducing the one and only pigeon racing italian stallion joe angelino (laughs) 
Good morning, Mr. Joe Angelino. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Tony and compare Ivan. How are you today? Yeah, not bad. Tell you what, this coffee is delicious. Where'd you get this one from? <laughs> from the coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's something Johnny Mifson would say. Yeah. Where's your loft? In my backyard. Um, <laughs> you go to him, what did you say yeah. to him? You said to him, where's, where's the, um, your pad? You know, in your loft. Yeah. He goes, we're in the backyard. <laughs> in the backyard, he said, yeah. I said, where's your loft so I can mark it? It's in the backyard. <laughs> I will send a message. What? <laughs> yeah, I know, he didn't bring any. He didn't bring the donuts. No, I forgot them. You forgot uh, yeah. oh, That's what we're missing, the mm. donuts. Mm. Well, well done, boys, for this weekend. We had some good racing, good returns, which is always good. And um, you did pretty good. Uh, Tony, you did well. It was a very good race. Happy? Yeah, yeah I liked the race. I'm happy with the returns anyway. Yeah, very good. I like very that good. win, South West. Anyway, I, I think everybody had good returns yeah, anyway. Well, oh, I love it. Exactly, I'm only two out. Yeah. Well, yourself, Ivan, yeah. how about yourself? How yeah, you? good. You had um, good returns as well, didn't you? Yeah. And you got, uh, you, you won the club? Yeah. Fantastic. And you got what? Big deal, Joe. That's nothing. I just you won the club. <laughs> yeah, but you got, you, got, you got up there as well, nah, which is good. Don't mention me. I'm, okay, not here okay. to, I'm not here to put myself on a bloody... That's all right. We do, we're doing it for you. We're yeah, doing well. it for you. Now, listen, mm. I spoke to Rob Vristevsky. Mm. He took the birds for us this weekend and... Mm. Um, because uh, Erdogan had uh, oh, yeah. other plans. Yeah. And, yeah, he could not believe it. He goes, it was what an experience, he said. He goes, you know what? I take my hat off to all the liberators and all the drivers, the convoy, you know, all, all the oh, all yeah, guys. He said it's not easy. It's not an easy job, mm. you know. And you know what? I'm sitting here looking at the computer and I've got it marked on Saturday mm. at 8 a.m. at the moment. Bom, bom. And i tell you what. That's all right. I'll buy. Look, it's on Daniloquin there. We, Have a look. We buy him little jackets. <laughs> Flipper. Liberators Don't need flippers, mate. All I'm going to say is the Libera- mm. our liberators do an amazing job. Our liberators, our um, Charlie, Charlie and Angelo, mm. they do an amazing job as well. Checking yeah. the weather and everything. We had to go up a bit so, later because it was foggy up there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually. I'm just looking at the. At the computer there, Jesus. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'm sure they'll make the right decisions, and yeah, they've they, they've done well so far, haven't they, guys? Yeah. Uh, they yeah. couldn't do better than they did. That's correct. No. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob reckons the birds went up really, took off really well. They got mm. out the out the truck and trailer, and woof, off they went. Beautiful. And you were close again this week. Tony, you're close. Yeah. You're on edge. Only one second apart. You know what happened, don't you? What happened? Tell us. Four coming in <laughs> to the flying, <laughs> right? This robot cock, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but Tony, it doesn't matter. They I, I went to close the door oh. and he bloody come out like a rocket and he spoke the other three. Oh. <laughs> anyway, and finally I got to, down together and the others followed. How much you lost? How much did you lose? Well, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. You could have won the Fed. I lost, you could have won the Fed. I lost a minute, a minute and a half and two. I, I still couldn't win it. Oh. <laughs> so uh, it didn't matter. Yeah. Minute and a half. 
Uh, no, 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 no three minutes. No, you can't win. You can't win. What's a part time? Thirty-four. Yeah. How much did he need? Thirty-four. Thirty-four minutes. Yeah. Bum bum. No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at the right way. No, no, I'm looking at the birds. Um, no, part time. <laughs> yeah, about time to Part time is six minutes and forty-seven yeah. seconds. Nah, nah. So it so, doesn't matter. He lost three minutes. He wouldn't nah, have been able. That's to. right. That he would have probably. I don't know. Got third fed or something. That's what, probably would have got third fed. Yeah, in three minutes. Yeah. Just up a position. Oh, that's all. All right, that's nothing. Well, a big thank you to Rob for taking the birds. Thank you, Craig, doing an amazing job taking our birds. And um, I'll tell you what, the Geelong boys are having a ball. Ivan, yeah. Tony. Yeah, they're doing all right. They are having a ball. They, they said, should you know be what? members of our federation. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're very happy. And you know what they, they said? <laughs> you know what they said? What? They said uh, this truck is an amazing truck, especially Glenn. Glenn's won it three weeks in a row. He cannot praise the truck enough. He said, mate, this truck is amazing. That's why we're having good returns as well. Well, The truck is helping him. Yeah, it it's is. A, it, the truck, it's like the Greater Melbourne oh. truck. It's a state of the art. When we built it, the, the, the first year, up to 300 miles, we hardly was losing bags. No, that's yeah, correct. That's right. Remember either? Yeah. So, so it was the truck that won it. Well, look, they're, they're in a nice, warm place. They're not out of the wet, rain, cold, you know mm. what I mean? So when they get to the race point, Tony, yeah, they yeah, nice I'm, and... Imagine in the open, this cold weather, it goes through the birds. Yeah. They, well, put it this way, driving up there, they wouldn't be humped yeah. up. They'll be all relaxed. And even on the highway, when somebody goes past you, yeah. they're going to splash water yeah. into them, too. True. Yeah, without truck, it doesn't yeah. happen. It, uh, it can't. It's a good truck. And now the the Greater Melbourne's truck, it's same same thing. Same. It's a beautiful truck. They've got a nice setup. Joe Phillips, mate, he went all out, didn't he, mm. Ivan? Mm. He spent uh, and a lot of money. Spent a lot of money on that truck. A lot of money. Actually, he got offered some good coin for that truck not long ago. Yeah, and well, then no, back. Anyway, and that that was a gift, a dollar to the Greater <laughs> Melbourne. Anyway. It's true. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, I would have gave him two dollars. <laughs> so, no, he's, he's a good, good man. He's good, hearted good. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Very good man. Very good. Mate, who does things like that? No one. You know what I mean? Why is a, how, how much do you reckon a truck's worth over the oh, setup? Jeez, a couple mm. of hundred? Yeah, no, he's, more. Then he's got the trailer as well. Mm. Amazing. Oh, well done, Joe Phillips. Good job. Anyway, we'll get on with Pigeon Radio Australia and we'll be back after this. And here's Jimmy Barnes and the Barnstormers with an old classic Johnny O'Keefe song, Real Wild Child, here on Pigeon Radio Australia. I'm a real wild child. (laughs) 
Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone. Peter on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor.
chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopoptions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonte. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is pigeonmedia.com.au and the Southern FM website is southernfm.com.au. And right now, today, I'd like to read the recent results from the weekend from the Western Pigeon Federation in Melbourne, Australia. In first place, we have the champ himself, JNM Portelli, Michael Portelli, in Second place, Keisha and Holwell. In third place, J&J Pullis. In fourth place, m and Chancho. In fifth place, Jay Goodwin. In sixth place, Felix Lear. In seventh place, AF11. In eighth place, David Marlia. Ninth place, Ken Spillard. And in tenth place, uh, Mr Robert Saggers. Congratulations to all those people in the Western Pigeon Federation. You're listening to your local community radio station, 88.3 Southern FM. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the winner of the Western Pigeon Federation race this week from Rochester, and that's none other than Michael Portelli. Hello, Michael, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. G'day, Ivan. G'day, Joe. G'day, Tony. How are you all? G'day, yeah, mate. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Congratulations, good, good. mate. Congratulations. Well done. Yeah, it was nice to um, nice to come back again, mate. It's um, <laughs> uh, they dipped out last week on me when it was supposedly suiting me. But yep. uh, if you don't have one in the league group and they're not thinking right, you don't get them, mate. No, no matter where you live. So it was nice to yeah, nice to get a result. Always is nice to get a good of result. Of course, of course. Well, we so, yeah. Well, let's, and it was uh, a great. We had a, we had a pretty pretty nice fly too. They had you know a couple two and a half hours on the wing for it, and and it's only you know 170 k. So they got a bit of a workout, which was nice. You know what I noticed, um, Mick? Yeah, gets a bit of work under their belt for the later races as well. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. What I did notice is your velocity was the uh, same as our fit as as our uh, fit winners' velocity. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they they were travelling. Pretty good speed, I thought, yeah. on, the, on the day. Um, and most feds were pretty pretty uniform, actually. It was good, uh, yeah, good result all the way through. And returns were great too, actually. Yeah, look, um, I I had um, mine were going very well early. Like I had um, forty eight out of fifty when I went to the club, but um, I was missing two. But unfortunately, never saw those two. But um, yeah, yeah. I think, my um, in the first twenty three minutes, I had forty out of the fifty home. So I was pretty pleased with that. Yeah, I know where those two are, Mick. They're at your place? Yeah, mate. <laughs> you, know, you know what, Joe? You can keep them, mate, because if they can't get home, I don't <laughs> Oh, you're very kind. <laughs> so, um, no, that's fine, mate. No problem at all. Oh, that's good. Yeah, well, no, well done. And, uh, yeah, let's hope uh, we have good racing again next week. Now, I want to just talk to you a little bit about um, everyone. There's a few people that have been getting, um, uh, like, pox, and they've been getting uh, rotor. What are your thoughts on that, Mick? 
Um, yeah, look, rotavirus, unfortunately, is probably going to be with us for a long, long time. Um, look, there's a, there, to, to me, there's only one real way to sort rotor out. You, you, you can't afford to really go into a season uh, thinking you might have had it or, or hoping that you won't get it because that just does not happen. If you... And when you get roadie, you know you've got rotor. So if you you know you have one or two birds vomiting, but you don't see anything else, you probably haven't had rotor. Um, me myself, look, and even unfortunately with vaccinations, I I personally, this is only a personal opinion. I I don't believe the vaccination does um, the job uh, the job it, it really should because unfortunately they still get. Uh, last year I vaccinated mine for rotor and unfortunately they still got, once we got into the race season, three weeks in, they got rotavirus, which um, once you do get it, unfortunately, it really puts you on the back foot. Yeah, you know, the birds are off and you, you, you're in, you've started a race season. You can't really afford to not have, to have them sitting around doing nothing for, you know, four or five weeks and, and then try to catch up and all the rest of it. So to me, there's only one way to deal with rotor and that's to make sure you definitely get it and, and um, do it somewhere around, you know, I like myself to probably do it around about, I still breed, I breed fairly late, unfortunately, so I have babies still, you know, week into April and things like that. So I try to do it around about sort of mid-April. Yep. Um, and if you, if you get it naturally, um, I know through experience doing it myself that, um, you just will not have a reoccurrence of it in the race season. Unfortunately, with the, the vaccination, there is, you know, it obviously has um, drawbacks where they, they will still pick it, up, pick it up. People say, you know, they won't get it as bad, but unfortunately a virus is a virus, and if they've got it mildly or, or heavily, it still puts you on the back foot, and then you sort of seem to be losing a, uh, fighting a losing battle all the time. So that's what I found myself last year when we... You know, when you're racing, when you're jumping up stages and, you know, you've got birds that haven't really, they're not training and then, you know, you're jumping up fairly significant jumps, you, you, you put yourself in a situation where you're going to lose a lot of good pigeons. So, to me, it's not rocket science. You know, you know it's going to be there. We've had it, what, since 2015 or 16, something like that. So, you know, it's six, seven years, six or seven years in. Um, there's there's no escaping it every year for, you know, since it, since it started. Um, you know, within two, three weeks, people get rotavirus. And unfortunately, once you've got it, like I say, you, you, you're on the back foot and then it's, it's hard work. You're tipping out pigeons. Um, I think last year I had two races in a row where I, you know, dropped 19 and 19. And that's, you know, it never happens to me. I hardly lose a pigeon up to 300 miles in, in past years. So to me, that's a pretty devastating blow. Yeah. Uh, and for me, there's no way known I will go back to, you know, I'll just go back to my usual um, preparing them preparing them right for ready for rotor. Yep. Uh, and, and what I mean by that, I, I tend to like I, I know I know what to expect, and you know it's been around long enough, so we know what to expect. Um, I always find they lose a lot of body condition when they get it for those, even though they're only sick, you know, two or three days, some of them, but they they definitely lose body condition. And I learned through when I got it the first year that stockbirds just didn't really do it that tough and. The only difference was is they had a lot of condition on them. You know, they were they were fat from being sitting around not doing a lot, but it really, really didn't knock them around. So from there on, I was sort of my aim was to fatten them up as much as I could sort of a couple of weeks before I was going to introduce it, try and get them fattened up a little bit, yeah. um, clean them up with all the, you know, the, the secondary things that might, might you know, um, 
cause it cause rotor to be a bit tougher on them. You know, your cankers and respiratories and coxie maybe give them a clean up for, for those three things before you introduce it. And then um, once you do introduce it, if you've got them fairly right, fairly healthy, um, and a bit of condition on them, you you generally and there's no other issues. You generally get through it pretty well. I think. Um, like last this year, I had a. I, they did it really tough. I, they um, they introduced it and um, they, they did it. I felt sorry for them. They did do it pretty tough. But look, at the end of the day, I only lost one in the race loft. I lost one in the stock loft that was bred for stock, and I end up having to um, kill another hen, which she survived, but she was just struggling to breathe in the end. So to, in total, I lost about three birds out of a hundred and eighty odd pigeons. So. Um, if you prepare right, I think you can definitely have a very good outcome, and you will okay. know you know for a fact that once they've had it naturally, you know, in all the years I've had it, once they've had it naturally, they've never got it through the year or, or got it again. So, for me, that's I think the best way to best way to approach it. Mm. Oh, like it, unfortunately, with like paramixo, different kettle of fish, you. You've got no choice because it's got such a high mortality rate. And the good thing with the paramixo virus, the, the polvac or whatever that people use for the want to use for the um, for paramixo virus, it works with 100% certainty. Um, and that would be because it's a chicken vaccine. Well, the chicken industry is pretty important around the world. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're going to make that one pretty good. So um, that one's you know a no-brainer. You definitely do that. You know, even I always do mine a week after I wean them. I let them sit in the loft for a week before I let them out. I <coughs> vaccinate them for PMB just to make sure that they're, you know, they're going to be protected with that. So, do you give them one or two jabs, Mick? Oh, look. Some people give them one. Some people speaking from experience, I've done both. Yep. I've given them two jabs, had no problem with it. Um, you know, then one year I I gave them two jabs and I had about 30 late breads that were late, so I only ended up giving them one jab. They had no problems with paramixo whatsoever. There you go. I've I've then done it for a whole year with just one jab uh, for the whole flock and never had paramixo issues. So personally, I believe one one protects them and it protects them for life as far as I'm concerned because that's what it's shown me over the last, you Mm. know, 10 or 11 or 12 years, 13 years that we've had it. Yep. Um, It's definitely not going to go away. It's definitely been here. It still is here. Um. People probably got to be a little bit. We still sort of seem to get flies, unfortunately. You know, still run into trouble with paramixo where they, you know, um, they get it, and I don't really understand that because the vaccine's there, it works. Um, I think people take a big risk in, um, you know, thinking waiting, waiting until the the babies are all, um, you know, all the rounds are finished and they're yeah, that's what it is. In the loft. That's too risky. That's what and it then, is. And then vaccinate. But the trouble is it only takes off. I've, I've, I've experienced this, experienced this firsthand myself um, when we had COVID and that and we weren't racing because we had COVID and we weren't racing. I wasn't too fussed about it. Had a stray that had paramixo and rotor at the same time. Well, I must have had had – I got rotor three days after and the stray was just hanging around the backyard in the, you know, sitting around the loft and everything and I couldn't catch the bugger. But um, it had a slight head, head jitter and oh. um, uh, I did – get it and the next day it died in a basket and I thought and, and then three days later I started getting rotor symptoms but then a week after the rotor symptoms I started getting the jittery head like the stray had and I'm 100% sure it had paramixo 
as well. And um, with Paramixo, even though the pigeons are vaccinated for Paramixo, if you get the two in the environment at the same time, the Paramixo, even vaccinated pigeons will struggle because I think the rotor weakens them enough to oh. for the Paramixo to, to have an effect on them as well. And I, I ended up losing about 17 that year. It was... Um, yeah, the worst run I had with it. But other than that, if I prepare them properly and um, have them ready and cleaned up and all the rest of it, I generally get away with just one or two birds. So I think that's the way to go. Yeah. What about what? Are you, what about pox? Getting Look, pox? Do I get people? Some people. Some... Pigeon. Pigeon, pigeon pox, pox is a pigeon pox is a hard one because look, I hadn't you know I haven't I hadn't poxed my pigeons for I've been racing since 1980, yeah. I have only poxed my pigeons twice in all that time. I think twice in all that time. Once is when I went and flew with the VHA in 2010, and I did it again this year. And the reasons I did it in 2010 and this year was in 2010 I knew I was going to be basketing with at a main centre with a lot of people, and yeah. chances of somebody not vaccinating very close to the race season was going to be pretty slim. So I cut my losses and just did them. Um, and this year there was just far too many people with pox too close to the race season and people probably poxing very close to the race season and with with no uncertainty that I would definitely get pox had I not done them. So I think you've got to weigh up your odds and... Um, you know, if you if you were a small organisation and, you know, like when we were basketing just separate clubs and we had nine or ten flies in a club, I never worried about it because most guys would do it early and, and you're only dealing with nine or ten guys, you know, in your unit. So if I got it, I generally only got a handful of pigeons with it and I was able to control it very well. Um and I think they made the virus, the vaccine a little bit weaker in past years. I think they've strengthened it up again because everyone I've talked to this year that had pox had fairly sig- significant lesions on the birds, and that was the other reason I ended up poxing. But um, about as far as, you know, do you do them, don't you do them, I think, look, it, it's up to the individual. With pox, look, it's not a deadly thing. It does cause you issues where if you get in the race season you've got to hold on to pigeons for a long time before you send them and unfortunately if they get it in their mouth then it then it can affect their health because they can't eat properly and um so you know it's a personal thing i know a lot of people that do i know a lot of people that don't um but i think if you didn't do it this year there was too many people that had pox, like I say, throughout the breeding season and and too close to the race season. That if you didn't do them, I think you're probably going to run into a bit of trouble this year. But once they get the pox, they can't get it again. No, well, it's a virus, and I've you know I've never seen except for the human COVID somehow that that supposedly uh, every three months you get you get COVID. Uh, that's <laughs> the only pox I know that uh, happens every three months. As far as all the pigeon viruses, once they get it, I've never seen them get it a second time when they've no, got it. That's right. Mick, with your experience, uh, people that do get the pox, or not people, the, the, the pigeons when they get pox, um, if they get it, if the birds get it, would you buy the vaccine and do the whole loft or would you just let it run its course through the loft? No, if you got a vac, if you get the vaccine, what do you mean? If you get the if vaccine you, and just no, 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 no. If you don't, if you don't uh, vaccinate for pox, right? And, and you get and you get, get it, pox, you got it. Would you let it just run its course through the loft, or would you go buy the vaccine and pox them again? 
Well, I would look at it. I would look at it in the way that how close am I to a race season? If I got it, if I got it, if I got it, during you know, race season, during race five season. months, five months before the race season, I would probably just let it run its course, and 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 as long as it wasn't affecting the birds to the point where I was losing them, you know, through getting bad pox in there. Because what happens, people usually when they get in the stock loft, it's because you you've kept a bird, uh, you know, you've got either got a bird back. Uh, a, a race bird back or you've had race birds that have just cop poxed the last ass end of the race season and the mosquitoes will spread it from your race birds into your stock loft and you get a stock bird um, that mightn't have had pox and then he's got pox and then you've got 20 young ones on the floor and he starts beating on, beating up on them and then all of a sudden you've got 20 youngsters with pox all over their faces. So I would look at the situation for what it is. If I'm five months from a race season, I'm only getting one here and there, I'd probably leave it. But like you probably all know, with pox, it sort of drags on forever and ever because one gets it this week and then and next week another one gets it. It, it runs for like five or six weeks before they actually drop off. So oh, no. I think if you if you had 20 pigeons with pox, to save you going through all the stress of, you know, watching all the rest of it get, get it slowly, slowly, but surely I'd probably tox them. But, um, again, I guess it's just a situation. You find yourself how close you are to the race season, how bad it is, and, and make an educated decision on, you know, which way to go. So if, the, the, the sad thing is if if nobody used the pox vaccine at all, yeah. I, I don't think we would have pigeon pox full stop because I believe the only reason we get pigeon pox is we keep the virus alive by – because we, we, we're vaccinating with a live virus – you're keeping that virus alive all the time. And if everybody stopped doing it, I'm pretty sure nobody would get pox. But unfortunately, people keep it for two, three years. And even if they stop making it, people, you know, will still pox because they worry about it and all the rest of it. Unfortunately, once you keep that chain going, it's hard to really stop it then. Now, because I'm asking for a flyer, he's got pox. It's been, uh, and he's had it for the last couple of weeks. And he... Uh, his name's not Joe Angelino, is it? You should be a detective, mate. You should be a detective. <laughs> oh, God. I'll probably use You know why I said that? Because I'll probably use that line myself. There you go. And um, anyway, so this guy, Joe Angelino, he, um, <laughs> he just wants to know that... Um, no, because we've got a couple other people as well. Yeah, we've got Rob Vanderville. He just got it, put up a post yeah. on our Facebook. He, they're asking, you know, and... and I, so the thing is, if they've got it and it's during race season, um, do you think it's uh, okay to select certain, you know, the birds that don't have it? Would that be right to race? Yes or no? Yeah, look, I don't <coughs> – excuse me. I don't believe that pox really affects them. I mean, once upon a time, I, I, you know, there were years, for many years people used to say they'd vaccinate. Stupid thing to do, you know, causes other people a lot of grief, I'm sure, yeah. but – People used to say they vaccinate half a dozen at a time because it it it, it uh, brings them into some sort of form. Um, I've ne- <coughs> I'm, I'm not experienced it because I've never done that, but I've got to admit I have had pigeons that have won on a Saturday and get very high up in the fed, and then two or three days later break out in a pox with pox. So they would have to have been carrying the virus prior to it coming out. Okay. So there might be some truth in it that it actually maybe maybe it does spur them on somehow. Um, well, so, look, me. I don't believe it unless it's unless it's in their mouth and it causes them, like I said, to go off because they're not eating properly and things like that. I don't think it has a great effect on their racing ability during the race season and 
Um, you know, many people have raced pigeons, you know, put pigeons through into races that, you know, probably knowingly that they have got pox and all the rest of it and, you know, done well with them. So I don't think it's, you know, a disease that's a real, real problem. you just okay. got to manage it. Try, if you do get it, you've got to manage it. Try to keep the ones that have got it at home. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> visually at home. Sorry, I've got pigeon lung, I think. Um, you might have to give up your birds. When's the auction? I shouldn't joke about shit No, like don't that. say that. Touch wood. Yeah. Um, oh, believe me, they give me grief, these bloody things with uh, all the breathing all their dust in, I'm sure. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, then I uh, look back to the pox. So I don't think, you know, it's not something that you would say, shit, I've got to pull the pin because I've got pigeon pox. I think you just got to manage it properly. Um, and, uh, I mean, tossing in that becomes a bit of a pain in the ass because if you've got birds that haven't got it and birds that have got it, then it's hard to, you know, you've got to put them together to train them and all the rest of it. And Correct. And live virus every time, everywhere they pick each other, they tend to get it. So... Mm. Um, if you're in a race season, look, you're not supposed to anyway, so I can't really say that. But I think, yeah, look, the best thing is to do, if you're susceptible to it, you're probably best to do them before the race season, I think. And, yeah, well, and I not, look, me personally, I normally do it. I just didn't do it this year. I thought, you know what, because we jab them for everything, Mick. We jab them for everything. I, 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 feel, I feel for you. I, I understand 100%. I, um, like I said, that's why I didn't do it for – I've only done it two out of probably 40 years, um, and it does. It really annoys me that we have to, you know, pretty much uh, – they're, they're turning into bloody sprinkler systems. Poor buggers. You know what I mean? <laughs> putting oh, into them. But yeah. unfort- unfortunately, like I say – because they, if, like I say, if they stopped doing it altogether, we'd probably be fine. But while it's sort of always been sold and always out there, unfortunately, there's people that will vaccinate, and because you're vaccinating with, a, it's not like a a, a rotor vaccine or a um, paramyxo vaccine, which are dead dead um, killed viruses, <coughs> killed vaccines. So they don't. It's not a live vaccine you're giving them. With the pox vaccine, it's a live virus. So unfortunately. It spreads, it runs because it's a live virus. Mosquitoes will spread it, pigeons will pick each other and it'll spread. So, um, unfortunately, we're in that situation where until it either gets all stopped being made completely, um, you're probably in no choice but to probably have to do it. Like we, we're, like we basket at the centre now at the WPF. So, you know, like I say, if you've got 70, if you've got 70 or 80 people, you know, basketing together, the chances of, you know, someone not vaccinating or somebody not having pox close to the race season is going to be slim to none, the chances. Um, so, you know, you, you're probably going to be better off doing them, I think. Yep. Well, lesson learned, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, look, and unfortunately, like, that's the reason I did what I did. Like, I really didn't want to do it. I'm sick of vaccinating pigeons for bloody everything. And I only do – look, I only will only be doing – Paramixo, like I said, is a no-brainer. You've got a 90% yeah, mortality rate. You've got to be pretty silly not to do that one. Um, pox, like I said, it's a personal thing, so I know many that do, many that don't and go okay. But um, things like rotavirus with, you know, such a, a low mortality rate, if it's handled properly, I think it's just one an expense that we could probably do without. Um, and that's probably why I'm against even these ones there where they, you know, they want to make one for, they've got one for salmonella, they've yeah. got one for, you know, uh, they want to make one for herpes virus. They're, to me, they're ridiculous because um, they're just, they're, 
like I said, I've been racing 40 years. I've not had to deal with salmonella issues, and I don't know that many people that have to deal with salmonella issues. Herpes virus, you get herpes virus, it's, you know, within a couple of years it's non-existent and the birds become immune to it anyway. So why be making vaccinations for these things and and putting the cost up for... Exactly. It's it's, uh, sports getting pretty hard as it is. Right. you know, you're spending a lot of money on a lot of different avenues. And I think those sort of things, things that you can do without, I think personally, I think you really should be going down that path. I agree, mate. Hey, listen, let me tell you something as well. Um, with uh, the, the the weather being cold and stuff, do you get, uh, like, do you give your birds, um, uh, what's it called, coxie, for coxie, what's it called? The, the medication? Uh, yeah, Baycox. Things like that. Yeah, Look, do you give them personally, because it's getting cold or you don't worry about that? Personally, I don't really worry about it myself. Mm. I have a fairly dry loft and yeah. very rarely have issues with coccidiosis. Yep. Um, it really probably de- de- depends on your loft environment. <coughs> um, on the kind of day, sometimes you get those wet, shitty days and yeah. you can get a Personally, I probably do coxie once, twice, maybe twice a year. Yes. Um, and I'll, that one's an easy one because really, look, it's not hard to get someone to look at them and, um, you know, Felix does those things. And if you got, you got the vets as well where they can check your droppings and tell you very quickly. A lot of guys... Ivan does it too. Mick, Ivan yeah, does and it Ivan too. does it as well. That's yeah. right. Um, you know, you just check under their microscope. If you've got no cocks, you leave them, leave them alone. Don't do yeah. it. You know, so um, I don't. I don't really have too many issues with coxie, so I try not to really. And we basket on white floor, so that's not. You know, if we were on still a straw like we used to be, we'd you'd probably have to be a little bit more wary of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think with coxie, like I say, if I didn't have, if I didn't wasn't a hundred percent sure I had, I wouldn't worry about it. Now, now. I know you're uh, the pigeon whisperer and you know your birds inside out, but uh, how often would you take your birds to get checked and stuff? Oh, look, I don't really check them. I don't really check them. I go by <coughs> – I really just go by what's happening in my backyard. That's what I'm by, saying, yeah. you know, <coughs> yeah. I've been doing it a long time. So yeah, yeah. He just, knows where they're checking them. He yeah. only, he only no, check them, Michael, no, if there's something way, serious. You have an idea that something's not right and um, – you know, canker's usually the instigator of a lot of problems. So if you usually keep canker in check, you you, you know, you usually keep a lot of the other things away as well. Yeah, okay. um, but I think it's a matter of observation and just knowing, like, I like to look at my loft when it's in form. I like to look at the birds and, you know, see what they're doing in the loft. I like to see, you know, how they're reacting in the loft. Uh, when they're off, I like to look at them and see how they react in the loft. And, and when you've got form, you know you've got form because they're doing well. So yep. look at your loft, see what they're like, and, and try to keep that, that – replicate that look in, that, in the loft for that, you know, for when they're winning. And then when they're not winning, you look at the loft, and when you see those signs coming up in the future, you, you say, well, yeah, shit, that could be a sign that they're yeah. going off. And, you know, it's just really basic ob- observation and trying to stay ahead – Stay one one step ahead of things. Now you've got some blokes who some flyers who their birds are flying good even while they're racing and tossing, and you got some blokes who their birds aren't flying as long as that like they they were. What? Why do you think that is? Is it you reckon because maybe they're training them harder or 
or their birds oh, might be. Look, pigeons might fly for lots of reasons. I mean, I like them to if I like I, when I let my hens out in the morning. Usually they make a V line down your way, and they've been joining up with Joe Farouges because he he lets me know. He tells me because I've got a couple couple of jet blacks, and they he says Are yours out, and I say yeah, and he goes they're over here, and so I know oh, they're geez. going about four four or five k's to That's Joe. Good. That's good. They generally, you know, do, if they I won't see them for an hour, and then when they do come back. You know, they'll fly around for another 15 minutes. I'll let them, you know, do their hour and 15, hour and 20. Yeah. That's when, that's when they're going well and they're on song and they do what I want them to do. But, look, occasionally they might only do 50 minutes, but I'll look at, you know, sometimes I let them out a little bit later because, like I said, I've, I've got next-door building and it sort of makes life a bit hard to keep routines with them. Yeah, true, true. Um, if, if I know I've changed their routine a bit and they don't fly as long, I, I, I you know, have an idea that that might be the problem. I never really have pigeons that are overfed as far as like, I don't, you know, I know what they should eat in a day and, and, and going by the work rate they do, what to feed them, what not to feed them. But if I know that I've kept them a little bit less, a little bit hungrier, they mightn't fly as much, but um, it's hard to say. Like, I mean, some years I've had them, you know, some years you could have them burn in the sky during two hours and, yeah. you know, I've had years where they're screaming across the sky for two hours and you think, what's wrong with these bastards, you know, <laughs> you get them down. And, they're, and they're not performing, you know, yeah, and then yeah. you'll have, I'll have me cocks and they're doing half an hour and I'm bloody clocking cocks every Saturday and you think, you know, it just doesn't make sense. It so doesn't. sometimes you can probably read a little bit too much into it. I think, I think if you're tr- tossing them, you know, um, I like to tr- try and toss them twice a week. They, you know, they get a good... 100 shepherd and turn off like this is what about 115 k's to me so i try to give them you know a good sunday toss of that and then maybe a short midweek one and if you're doing that with them and they're flying you know anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour yep i would i wouldn't be overly concerned quite honestly and you just you just probably got to be a bit careful with if excuse me like for myself if i i try to watch everything as far as like if they fly half an hour well then I'm not going to feed you, you know, for a fly that you might have, where you're flying two hours. If I if they flew two hours, I'd, I'd feed them up pretty full, you know, because they've done their work. Yeah. If fly half an hour, I, well, I know that, well, shit, you didn't really do much. It's like having your stockbirds. If I was to feed the stockbirds the same amount as I feed me racebirds up, they wouldn't get through the door, they'd be that fat. <laughs> so, you know, you've got to look at the, 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 the work that they're doing and, and knowing how much to feed according to the work that they're doing and, and probably balancing their weight and, and, you know, and everything through handling them and, and what they're actually doing. Yeah. So just common sense and just apply common sense to it and, and you know, um, some grains are obviously going to put a lot more fat on them than others, so you've probably just got to be a little bit wary, you know. What you're feeding them, what you what you what your mixes have got in them, and these these and, earlier races, you wouldn't give them too much heavy mix. These earlier races, would you? Yeah. So I mean, I I go and handle them sometimes, and I think shit, you guys feel bloody, you know, you you guys need to need to go on a diet. And then other times I pick them up and they're beautiful, and other times I think shit, I don't think I'm feeding these buggers enough, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. So matter of going in there and 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 you know picking them up, handling them a bit, and sort of looking where you're at, looking at your, the way they're tossing, looking at the way they're racing and how they're coming and, you know, if things are going well. You know, a young fly, one of our younger flies asked me, you know, a couple of weeks ago he was going very well. He changed a few things and he changed changed and went off a bit and I said to him, you know, if they're going well, just leave them alone, just keep sticking to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, you just got to just 
you know, apply common sense, and if if things are good, just leave them be. Fair enough. And uh, like you said, observation is very, very important. Yeah. Observation, yeah. handle the birds, you know. <laughs> you are right, Mick? Yeah, it's all right, mate. I've been coughing for six months straight. Uh, how's Alison anyway? T- oh, in hospital at the moment, mate. So, yeah. Oh, sorry of, to hear. I hope she's all right. Battle, having a bit of a battle herself at the uh, moment. So well, hopefully be, hopefully be back home soon. Well, tell her the boys from Pigeon Radio, wish her all the best and we'll, has, we'll she do, has to mate. have we'll a do. speedy recovery. Um, we'll. Mick, in saying that, listen, thank you very much for coming on. We'll have you again on next week. And yeah, um, thank you very much. And um, yeah, all the best for next week, for this week coming. Well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they'll come through, mate. Yeah, all right, and congrats again, my friend. Congrats. Thank you, thank you, guys. All right, Take it see you, mate. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer Mix, Racing, Breeding or Original Pigeon Mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop pigeons and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramid stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. Chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to Hop Options.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. South
And after hearing the champ Michael Portelli, here's a classic song from the 80s, Spandau Ballet, and the song Gold. What a gold effort from Michael Portelli this week in the Western Pigeon Federation. And we're going to break for the Southern FM National Radio News, and uh, we'll be back with more of Pigeon Radio Australia after the Southern FM National Radio News. Catch you then. Just another play for today Oh, but I'm proud of you But I'm proud of you Nothing left to make me feel small Luck has left me standing so tall Gold, always believe in your soul
listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Nab him, jab him, tab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. And you're tuned to the great community radio station 88.3 Southern FM the sounds of the Bayside and you're listening to the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the whole wide world and that's Pigeon Radio Australia and right now I'm going to read the results for the Victorian Pigeon Organisation the top 10 from there and in first place we have Josel and Jessica Ribbonol in second place Alia Sifi he's done it again and in third Third place, Dale Kavanagh. Fourth place, Tony and Doris Barbara. In fifth place, Angelo and Antonio Barbara. In sixth place, Albie Bell. Seventh place, Paul Cositis. Eighth place, Joe and Kay Angelino. Ninth place, Shane Ballinger. And in tenth place, Sawyer Edwards and Brown. And that was the results for the Victorian Pigeon Organisation. 88.3. Southern FM. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the uh, winner of the Victorian Pigeon Organisation Federation race from Rochester this week, and that's Josel Rebenol's on the line, and they race under the name of Josel and Jessica Rebenol. Hello, Josel, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. How are you? G'day, Josel. Congratulations, Hi. my friend. Hi, Joe. How are you? Thank you so much for congratulating me. You must have the biggest smile on your face. Yeah, me and my wife, we always very happy. Oh, yeah, both of you and your wife, of course. That's amazing. Hey, tell us how, um, tell us the story here. When you were, you told me the other day, you were uh, at the hospital. You you weren't even home, were you? Yeah, uh, the story of that is uh, we went to the hospital with my wife. Then uh, I told my wife, I just go, go back home because to check the bird. Then it happened that when I came home, I saw three birds uh, they flying around the lot. Wow. And after just uh, after that, when they go back, then I checked, they just uh, uh, running. There's a father, actually, there's a father and son. Yes. I have a tree on the drop, father and son, and also a bluebird hen. And then the daughter and son, they uh, running for the hen, so they take time <laughs> to get down. Oh, no. Yeah, I spent almost three minutes on on that, but uh, I'm just lucky because I still won the, the race. Oh, I know, because three, three minutes is a long time. <laughs> yeah, you know? but that's okay. But... That's, that's fine. When I see the result, I was very happy. <laughs> yeah, when, when my wife saw the result, he said, oh, we, we won. I said, uh, we're still waiting for the others because that time I think the Wallen didn't put the results. So I said, still, yeah. not yet, not yet. So still waiting for, for oh, the official, the official exactly. results. So, yeah. so you both would have been pretty happy once uh, yeah. all the results were in. Yeah, we are, we was very happy. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Yeah. So this is your this is your wife's first Fed win as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah, with with her, yes. Yeah, yeah together. Her. That's yeah, awesome. That's why I put her name too. So oh, yeah, we raced together. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. so something uh, you something else you were telling me. So you've won the Fed this week. What's happening? Yep. Ne- what's happening next week? Something very exciting. Uh, we're gonna have a baby next Good. week. So, Good. Congratulations. Yeah. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Joe. Thank you so much. Oh, that's awesome, Michael. Congratulations to both of you. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Are you do you know if you're having a girl or a boy? Oh, we're going to have a boy. Oh, that's awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Another little pigeon flyer. Yeah, for sure. He's <laughs> <laughs> just at the club. <laughs> now, 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 are you sure there's only one or is there two? Ah, it's only one. You only one? Yeah. Okay. There's maybe one hiding. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, only one. Nah, that's all right. Well, good good luck to, um, you know, to both of you and Jessica when she goes into labor next week. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, we wish you all the best anyway. Can you... Can you tell us a little bit about this, uh, the pigeon, the bloodline and everything? Uh, actually, that pigeon, I, uh, I raised up one last year, but I stopped maybe, uh, it was Rochester 4 last year when I stopped that pigeon uh, because I love the color. I love the color of the pigeon. Okay. And, uh, yeah, my 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 friend, uh, Dan Campbell, he, he bred that bird uh, to me. And um, the bloodline of uh, the pigeon is a uh, uh, red blaze bandon bull, Harriman's. Ah, right. So that's why it's print. Actually, that pigeon is, uh, I clocked out what, at the King Island race. He was a uh, second overall, uh, a fourth overall and second on, in the section, at the yeah. section. So, yeah. Yeah. And the second race of the King Island, I clocked that one as well. Actually, this bird that I clocked, he clocked. First, uh, Rochester, second Rochester, and now uh, third Rochester. <laughs> then he won the third Rochester. That is really, really good, mate. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I, mean, I know, mate, I know mate. that uh, he have a potential. To, you I think, know, I think uh, you should put him away. Yeah. You should put him in stock, mate. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's too early. So, yeah, put him away so he, so he can stop beating us. Put him away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very helpful. Because, uh, every week it's a different win. So yeah, that's it. Uh, we never know. But for now it's uh, 140 kilometers, and uh, I think the next race is going to be more than 200 or 250 kilometers. So maybe they'll give him a chance if he's going to perform or not. <laughs> so let's see what's going to well, happen. Well, I hope you do now. I know you don't have you don't breed a big uh, team. Yeah, You've only got a small I have, team. Uh, at the moment now, uh, I have 40 birds left. I have 40 birds left. Yeah. I started uh, when, uh, when I started uh, racing this year. I was it was um, around around 60 more than 60 birds. Okay, yeah. Very small team. Even even last year, I have a uh, very small team. And that's it. You don't need a big team. Small team. Have a bit of fun. You know. Yeah. You know. I think you yeah. put what 20 birds in. I think you put. Yeah, because at the moment I'm still living with my parents, so yeah. <laughs> so that's why I cannot. Uh, um, Create a big lob, make a big lob at the backyard, and you know the new the new houses under on a new area. It's very small backyard. Yeah. So I my my uh, lob is just a small shed. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's my lob. Yeah, but well, actually, as, yeah, yeah. as long as I'm enjoying it, so it doesn't I'm matter. Very happy. What, I'm still racing yeah, anyway. Exactly. It doesn't matter how big or how small the loft yeah. is, as long as they do the job. Yeah, as long as you have maybe good bloodline and uh, conditioning to your bird, well, and that's I think it. yeah. You're gonna exactly. have one and absorption, for, uh, of course. And and here and what 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 are you feeding your birds? What feed? <laughs> just the normal mix. I raise mix and I uh, just put some uh, bees and yes. uh, some some a uh, little bit of barley. So, yeah, beautiful. 
not, not not the barley the the sunflower i didn't oh, use the sunflower. barley yes 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 yeah and uh i put um protein powder from rocky yeah. one the winner's one then that's it and it's doing the job yeah there we go it's all working for you yeah. Uh, did, did you medicate? Did you medicate? Um, only apple cider and vinegar. Yeah. That one I use every Tuesday. Then I put a little bit hung and yeah. That oh, one I'm um, using. So yeah. So you make it easy, nice and simple. Just good yeah, food. Yeah, because uh, every every almost every week I heard uh, you know listening for the radio and I heard from uh, Gallery still last year. Yes. Um, just make yes. it simple. So I try to my look make it look like better because I have only two old bird left. Yeah. My race team and the old uh, uh, yearlings, but now they they look look nicer but let's see what's gonna happen in the long oh, run well, the, well, you know, in the next races but well, yeah, now for this year i'll make it simple well i hope they do really well i hope yeah. they do really well for you mate. hopefully hopefully and yeah i'm still missing one one bird so hopefully yeah, well, he, he will come back hey that's pretty good the returns isn't it very good yeah i put 25 birds yeah. and on the day i got 23 that's awesome. uh, 22, 22, and today I got two, so I have 24. Oh, that's awesome. I got 24 birds, yeah, one, one, one bird missing, so yeah, hopefully he will come back. Yeah, no, he'll come yeah. back, 100%. Yeah. But uh, I was talking to the other members, the VPO members, they had good returns as well. Mm. Yeah, Tony had good returns, Ivan had good returns, I had good returns, so... Yeah, yeah. It's, um, very good returns, yeah, know, very good race. It's yeah. been good racing, it's been good racing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why I told my wife it's better if we have good returns, even though we're not winning, as long as we have good returns, you know, exactly. on, on the race line, because, you know, there's too many races left. There is, there is, yeah. actually, there, we're just starting, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. just starting, the race is third, uh, this is the third race, so plenty of more, I think, more will come, more, I think, around 20 races. I know, I know, and you know what? You just take, like you said, you just you don't have to send them all at once. Just a handful at a time, and you'll have plenty. Yeah, you know, whatever they want to eat, I put the you know I put there. If if they have been, uh, they finish the food, then I take out. And that's it. So they eat as much as they want to eat. Yeah, as much as they want, and that's it. And what about but I training? only once a once a day uh, in the afternoon before I go to work because I'm working at my, at the night time. So yeah, yeah. What about uh, training? How, how do you train? Uh, what do you do for training? The training because I live in Epping, so I, I start maybe five kilometers, then after that I go to Thomastown ten kilometers, then Preston, then after Preston I go to Northcote, then uh, after that I go to Williamstown. Yeah. And after Middlestown, Altona sometimes, and then we go to Point Wilson. As long after the Point Wilson, as long as we put uh, post to the Point Wilson, and we, they are very confident that we're happy, then that's ready to race. That's that's exactly that's it. That's good. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. So what about now? What do you, are you like uh, now that you you had the race? When would how many training tosses would you have during the week? Uh, actually, I'm very busy at the moment because of my wife. We always go to the hospital every two days. And last time we were, he spent uh, all the weekends on the hospital almost, I think, from Thursday to to Monday. I, pick, I always pick up her, I think, 
uh, in the afternoon. Yes. So we are busy. We are busy because uh, <laughs> so uh, I think only sometimes if my dad go to the same Albans, I yeah. go to the same Albans, and that's it. <laughs> only once. Well, that's all right. As long as they get, as long as they're yeah, flying but, around the house. Before, before it kind of busy. I think uh, I go to my workplace. Of course, I live in Epping, and my workplace at Derrymont. So oh, I toss my car at Derrymont. But sometimes it's a little bit late. <laughs> it was around four o'clock or before four o'clock. Oh, I that's my car. good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So that's, uh, yeah, they're sprinting a little they're bit. So, yeah. yeah, that's very good. Well, it's working. Yeah, it's working. Time, but it's, you know, I still want something, so that's good. Exactly. We are well, very happy about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, how, how do you think you're going to go this week, mate? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not they sure. look good. They look good. They're saying, "Gay hey, Dad, we're going to win another one for you." Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe my, my baby is my lucky yeah. charm. That's why. Oh well. Maybe well I when, hope. My, my, when my baby come, uh, when my wife giving birth and my, the baby comes out, and the baby said, uh, "We want to win with you, Dad." Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it. I'm here now. Exactly. You know, I, say like that. Well, how good would it be? If you win the Fed next week, this weekend coming, and then you have the baby, that'll be amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's a double celebration. Amazing. But anyway, hopefully, but we never know. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, I'm going to get lucky again for next week. Yeah, that's it. You will. Believe me, you will. You flew good pigeon last year. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Thank you. And this year, you're doing well. So keep up the good work. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll let you go. And, um, yeah. Good luck for next this weekend coming, mate. Okay, thank you so much, all right. you, and good luck to all. All the, all the best to you, no, your beautiful sorry. wife, for next for next week. Okay. Okay, thank good you so baby. much, you, and uh, good luck to you, to uh, Ivan, and to Tony. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor greenvalleygrains.com. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The Authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 998-1000 or Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. 
Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia. Hosted by Ivan Fonti. Tune in worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from the Geelong Racing Pigeon Association. Once again, we have on the line Mr. Glenn Matthews. Hello, Glenn, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Oh, thanks for having me. Good uh, to be back. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Three in a row, buddy. Yeah, that's it. Got the hat trick. You, uh, you can't get a better start to the year than that. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about this bird that you clocked. Wow, that's uh, it's been a project for a while. Um, trying to, I set myself a, a challenge of trying to get any kind of strange coloured bird to actually not just go on the clock but win a race. And when I, I had a couple on the drop and I saw that indigo <laughs> cock there, I thought you better run. And he actually went over the pad first. And I, it's it's not the biggest race of the year, but uh, just seeing a, an indigo pigeon win a race was brilliant. That is so good. So you had a couple yeah. on the drop. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 another good race. They, they all come through pretty quick at the start. And, yeah, good returns. That, that truck of yours is working a dream. What do you think of the truck? Oh, how good is it? It's the best. The, uh, the, the, so there's no birds running for water when they get home. They're straight into the feed. So, obviously, they're all getting a good drink before they uh, they get out in the morning. The boys do a great job. Craig Wharton, Erjan, and... Um Tony, uh, Tony, uh, what's his name, Ivan? Robert. Robert. Jesus, just yeah, Robert. <laughs> he done a good, uh, he done a good job last week. Yeah, they do a really good job looking after the birds. 
Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the truck like that. They can go up in any weather, and you're you're not stressed about the condition of the birds when they get to the race point. You know that they've been uh, in, in good condition and yeah, got all the food and water set up with it. It's uh, yeah, it's a credit to you. Well, the, thanks for that. The boys were saying they took off really well on the weekend. They um, yeah, they were gone within five minutes. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You know, yeah, those uh, a good. A steady headwind that uh, just straightens the birds up and they seem to take it on a lot easier than than a tailwind. They get that time to, to get their bearings and they just put their nose into it and go. Exactly. Exactly. Well, look, we've heard um, uh, down here as well people had really good returns. How did you go with your returns, uh, Tony? Well, I've got 56. Yep. Out of 62. Yeah. That's not bad. I, I had four on the drop. Beautiful. Good job. And then they were coming. Two, yeah. threes, They were coming really good, huh? Like that. What about yourself, Ivan? How yeah. did you go? Yeah, returns were good. good. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And, um, yeah, so we'll do it all again next week, Glenn. Oh, well, we'll try again, yeah. I've got, uh, got Brad Strong right on my heels this week, so he's he's coming for me. Uh, we've got. I can hear him in the background, the other fella. The other fellow, oh, he's sick of coming oh, third. Well, that, the uh, the funny part about the bird that I clocked is uh, the mother of it is a hen that I gave him last year to race. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was running short on pigeons, and I said, I've, I've got that hen I gave you out of the imported pair. I'll, uh, I'll get her back and breed off it, and I've beaten him with it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well. so, a little bit to, to give him a jab in the ribs you just got, to stir him yeah, up a bit. you've got to have a laugh. You've got to have a laugh. Yeah. He won't yeah. be happy if he comes third again, I tell you. Oh, yeah, 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 he's uh, he's right there, but geez, he wants it. He does, he's keen. Michael's pretty keen. He's very keen. But, um, mate, if he wants it, he's going to have to work hard for it, I reckon. Oh, for sure. I'm not going to give it up easy. No way, mate, no way. Well, good luck for next week. We go a bit further. Daniloquin, yeah. here we come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So would you like to uh, read out the results? Yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, week. for third, third Rochester, we had uh, same as the last two weeks. I've had myself in first and Brad Strong in second, Michael Collins third and Steve Jockick in fourth. Yep. Andy Melm, Jason Spateri and Johnny Scorgenic. Eighth was Chris Balabrova, Dean Campbell in ninth, Ian Palmer, Stan Music and Jamie Hum rounding it up. Well done to you all, and Glenn, a big congratulations to you again, mate. And um, something, I've got a feeling that you might do it again. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give it a go. Well, mate, all the best. Good luck. And, um, yeah, you never know. I might have to interview you again next week. We'll never yeah, know. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Have a chat next week. Well, that's it. All right, mate. You have a, you have a good day. Thanks, guys. See you Enjoy. later. Across Melbourne, this, this is 88.3 Southern FM. FM. So, 
And right now on Pigeon Radio Australia, I'd like to read the top 10 from the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union results this week. They had their first race from Shepparton, and in first place we had Gekas and Lapworth. Second place, Cher and Murrells. In third place, JNL Cher. In fourth place, Paul Burlack. In fifth place, Aussie Lofts v Canizzo. In sixth place, Mehmet and Steve. In seventh place, Nabil Pethio. In eighth place, Victoria. Ninth place, Sawyer, Edwards and Brown. And in tenth place... S and C, Sini and Dezira. Congratulations to all those people that race from Shepparton in the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union this week. And right now I'd like to read the results for the Victorian Homing Association races from Curting this week. They had a south race and a north race. First of all, the top ten in the south race. First, we've got Gazola and Clark. Second, we've got Balchki, GT and A. Third place, Mark on A and D. Fourth place, McPherson and Ogilvy. In fifth place, Peach and Suddy. In sixth place, Trower B. In seventh place, Bryant and Demodowski. In eighth place, Bryant CC and M. In ninth place, a Spirit. I in 10th place, Eden J. Loftaroga. And in the north section of the uh, north race for Curting this week, in first place, none other than the great cricketer himself, Mr. Bill Laurie and his partner, Dumesny. In second place, Brudenall T and J. In third place, Fox and Brudenall. In fourth place, How J. In fifth place, Kiersey S and R and Son. Sixth place, Stevens T and J. Seventh place, McDonough P. In eighth place, Peels S and J. Ninth place, Daff D. And in tenth place, Songs and Can G. And congratulations to all the people that race from Curting in the Victorian Homing Association this week. 88.3 Southern FM, local and live. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer Mix, Racing, Breeding or Original Pigeon Mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The Authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 998-1000-or-pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 
5551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have our Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation correspondent, Mr. Gary Gillard, to give us some results from the weekend. Hello, Gary. How are you? And welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Yeah, thanks, Ivan. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, just looking after the birds and, you know, getting them ready for next week's race. But uh, we just had another race go by, and I've got the results here for you. Good with on our you. race three from Rochester. Um, got a different lot this week. Coming at number one is Defew from Springvale. Yeah, uh, number two, Avella from Dandenong. Arathon and Kid from Dandenong. Uh, Hayter Brothers are up there again. Good on the Hayter Brothers. Uh, one of our club mates, Frank Mahaffey from Morning Mist. He was fifth. Uh, another one from Morning Mist, uh, Rod Cook and Glenn Perry. Followed by Zagar, Evans ABC, and Kelvin Griffin from Springvale. That's the, the top ten. Oh, good on you. Excellent. Now, um, you got any more auctions coming up? I heard you uh, raised a bit of money for the Cranbourne Centre. Yes, yes, we had the Cranbourne uh, fundraiser just uh, just ended. That was a, a great success. And... Uh, Actually, right now it should be on. Uh, Dr. Colin Walker's put in uh, 10 pigeons. So okay. um, if you're after the distance-type birds, and I've got to say, I photographed these, handled them all, and they are absolute crackers. Huh. So I think... What bloodlines are they? Just um, Different. They're uh, Gary Mountjoys are in there. 
some of the Harkham brothers, oh, pigeons. Yeah. Um, Gee, they're old lines. Yes, yes. Um, some of some of John Shaw's are in there and that as well. You know, with his uh. rosier pigeons. Uh. Um, it's just it's just a whole heap of of different type birds. I was just checking, and they've just all all come up now. And what's the general age of these pigeons? Um, most of them are VHA 19, okay. and there's 20 and 21. So, you know, it, 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 it's been good, you know, having a look at them all. I just had a look now, and only the ones come on for some reason, so I'm going to have to go and uh. have a look and see why the rest of them have All right, well, on. give us the website address again if anybody's interested. Okay, if anyone's interested, it's www.gmpf.com. Uh, dot com dot au forward slash auction and follow the link. Good on you. All right, thanks, Gary, and we'll chat to you again next week if we no get worries. if we get a race in. I don't know with the weather with the weather forecast doesn't look too good on the weekend. Oh well, we'll have to wait and see. I suppose we'll we'll make our decision probably you know Wednesday night. You know, yeah. see what happens. All right, mate. Thank you. All right, thanks, buddy. Good on you. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia, on 88.3, Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the correspondent for the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation in Sydney, Australia, and that's David Gordon. Uh, Hello, David, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Yes. G'day, mate. How are you going? Good, good. Can't complain. Can't complain. That's all right. That's all right. Um, how did you go last week? Oh, straight. I live too far west, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not uh, third club both weeks in a row with the same end. Uh, just a little bit off the pace with these Falcons uh, giving me hell still, and oh. I need these Wesley wins to stop, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, uh, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully uh, this weekend we'll, uh, we'll make amends. Well, good luck with that, and hope, hopefully you guys you get a good one. Well, hey, that's it, mate. Just got to uh, be patient now and wait it out. And what about what about the returns? The returns been good? Yeah, fantastic. I've lost one pigeon since I started racing. Oh, so that's good. Yeah, that's and good. every week there twenty. We have a twenty race limit. Uh, the weekend I just went, I had all twenty within nineteen minutes. I think all twenty within twenty minutes the week before. So there, you know, there was some weeks you have. Well, actually, last week I had eight within a minute of the clock pigeon. So they're, they're finishing well, looking great. Returns coming well. That's very uh, good. Birds on the surplus, you know, they're coming through really well too. So, very, yeah, can't, that good. aspect, it's been really good. Can't, can't argue there. It's just, no. uh, yeah, just around home. I can't I can't even really let them out at the moment. They're just getting hammered by a pair of hawks every day. So, you know, just uh, try to get them on that drays truck as often as I can, get their fitness up, and, um, yeah, once we can execute our plans a bit better, we should be uh, knocking on the door again. Well, good luck with it all, and, uh, yeah, hopefully it all works works out for you. Yeah, I need a, I need a couple of other birds to stand up. I've clocked the same end five times. So. Wow, how good is that? <laughs> I've never, I've never clocked a pigeon more than four times in a season ever, and she's already done it within the space of the first seven races. So she's a pretty special pigeon. Uh, just got to hope she keeps her mind on the job, and she's won a couple this year, so hopefully she can win a couple more. Oh, so you're not gonna, she's not gonna have a little special spot in the stock loft yet. Uh, she will, but I'll probably <laughs> on Thursday. Uh, so I'll, I'll, when, when, yeah. 
I've never been in a predicament where I've had one pigeon sort of dominate, so I'm a bit scared to pull her up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Good on you. Yeah. What breed, what blood, what bloodline is she? Uh, father's a full Jansen pigeon who was yeah. a winner for us, and the mother is a Koopman Cross Herman who was a nice, double winner for nice. us. So they've seemed to work out pretty well together. Very good. Yeah, so we'll see how she plays out. You'll be putting that pair back together. Yeah, I can't. I sold the father. <laughs> That's always the case. <laughs> uh, always the way. But no, I've got I've got the full brother to the father anyway. I'll just whack him in and be no difference. So. No, that's it. Good on you. There we go. But uh, the plan is hopefully she's still there in a few weeks and I'll pair her up to the cock that won me five races last year. So. Well, he won, three, he won three last year, two the year before. So he's oh, the only nice. person ever won five races. So they're the same bloodline, just paired, you know, different pairs. So a bit of line breeding there and that's, that's the plan. But she's still got some racing to do yet, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. Well, good luck, good luck anyway. Thanks, yeah. mate. All right. Now, uh, we'll get stuck into these results. Yeah, I've got this week's and last week's results, yeah. uh, Andy, as um, cool. I was unavailable last week. Um, the top 10 of the first Maroya, which is approximately 240 kilometres in average, uh, with the westerly winds, the the coast dominated, and here's the top 10. Yep. Campbell took out 10th place with Brian Dilworth. Ninth place was also Campbelltown, Holland O'Grady, A Church and Middling in at eighth, Boren Uden in at seventh, uh, Anthony Aegis in at sixth, Barry Malone in at fifth, Tony Vamanakis in at fourth, A Church and Brown in at third, Veskos and Marshall in at second, and John Borgenstone from Oatley taking out first prize with a velocity of 1402. Uh, and five of the first six were in the Oatley Club, so they well, done really well. Well done. <laughs> That was the uh, the first Maroya. In the second Maroya, the race we've recently just had, it was a very, very strange race. Um, we had some birds that were just miles in front of others and the part-time in some clubs were out there. Um, tenth in the Fed, uh, Wise from Punchbowl. Uh, in ninth place, Steve Bouquet from Hills District. Eighth place, Michael Crichton. Seventh place, Bill Worley. Sixth place, Chris Fernandez. Fifth place, Rob Marshall. Fourth place, Tony DiGiorio. Third place, Rob Giltman and Son. Second place, Mr. Yang from Eastwood. And first place from Marubra, Jay Francisco, with a velocity of 1779. Um, the first three pigeons all in the 1700s. After that, there was very big part times. They're up to, well, they're about 15 minutes in front of the main sort of ones that come through them first few. So some real bolters got away there. So well congratulations done. to the blokes. Yeah, it was, um, it was definitely a different, it was a weird sort of a race, really. Yeah. Strong, yeah, so strong but, what was the weather like? Uh, I, I bet you the guys that won it didn't find nothing weird about nah, it. Ah, that's right. That was perfect, perfect day for racing. <laughs> it was very, yeah, very, very clear skies. We just need, uh, we just need to get rid of them westerly winds, and I'll be laughing. Oh, this weekend, mate, they're gone. They'll be gone. The west. I hope so. I hope so. I haven't looked yet. <laughs> I get my hopes up. It should be good. We've got what? one more from the Maroya before we yeah. move up to Eden, which is another 130 kilometres up the road. So we start nice. to get serious stuff then. Very good. Yeah, but no, it's been been good all around for what I'm hearing. So. Um, yeah, we've been blessed with seven weeks of good weather, so hopefully that keeps up. Can you bring some? Can you send some down this way to Melbourne? No, we're, we're a bit greedy. We want to keep it. <laughs> it's been terrible here <laughs> yeah, the last couple of weeks. He's uh, got oh, bad weather again. That yeah, is. Yeah, I think this weekend as well. Oh, no, no good, no, no good. It's, it's like those when pigeon season's on. It was, so, you know, muck around with you. Yeah, exactly. 
That's that always <laughs> happens. Well, mate, thank you very much for uh, um, for the results and uh, good luck for next week or this good weekend. Luck. Sorry, um, this weekend. Thank you, sir. I've got, uh, uh, got, got a plan for this week to try and combat the Hawks, so hopefully it works out well. And we'll chat with you again. Oh, stop the pigeon, 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 now! On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from the Cairns Racing Pigeon Club, we have none other than Rob Vanderveen. Hello, Rob, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hello, how are you guys going down there in the cold? Good, mate, good, yeah. Talk about cold. Yeah, it is cold, mate. What's the weather like up your way? Uh, actually, yeah, it's, it's cool. We've had, like, a couple of days of rain, um, but the humidity's come up with it, so um, it's, uh, the lofts don't dry out very good, eh? So you've got to be sort of cleaning a fair bit. Yeah. But um, that, that should clear up by tomorrow, uh, and then we're back to some, some sort of decent weather again, eh? Yeah. How did you end up going with the uh, – because your birds had pox. Did you get through that or what? Yeah, we got through it all. Um, inoculated, back, got the vaccine up and – Hit them all, and um, yeah, birds seem to be looking pretty good now, eh? And training all right, so we should be um, good for this weekend. Yeah, well, we hopefully. Had, yeah, well, good luck, guys. Good luck. Yeah, we yeah. Had, we had... So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a jump up. So, um, from 120 to, I think it's around the 200 kilometre. Yeah. Nice. So it'll be more harder for them, but no, no, that should be should be good to go, eh? Yeah, that's it. Well, we had so, we had Michael Portelli on as well, and uh, he he had a, we had a bit of a chat about the pigeon pox and all that. So that'll be uh, pretty interesting for you for you to listen. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know much about it, eh? Yeah, you know, that's like, right. Yeah, um, a lot of people. But know. yeah, I do now, which is good. <laughs> so, anyone, so if anybody wants to know anything about pigeon pox. Call Rob. Rob's yeah. the man. <laughs> it's hideous. 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 So, yeah, that threw us right out. But, um, yeah, so the last race, yeah, was Almaden. So um, I got a win on that. Um, good on you. Yeah, yeah, so that was good. So out some results, velocities mate. were slow again at 900, yeah. 987, yeah. And, um Aaron was second and uh, Stan was third. So um, the bird the I got was four minutes um, part-time for a second. Oh, was oh. Four, four minutes. So that was one bird. The uh, rest come in um, a fair bit later than that, so he must have got, found a shortcut somewhere. Well done. Well done. That's very good. Congratulations for the win. Thank you. So, yeah, so lucky that one bird was in there. Uh, had to be for him. I wouldn't have got the win. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we did that one, and then we had the um, same uh, spot, Almaden, on the 10th of June. Yeah. And I picked up third place. Um, Dave Vermi, another flyer, he got second, and Tom... Um, he got. He actually got a win. Um, well he's one of the, the newer flyers. Yeah. Uh, but the bird actually came over the top of the the the, the range. Okay. And 
and basically landed right in his in his lap. Oh, so, how good is that? Well, it's pretty good, eh? Good on so, him. Good on him. He was super excited on that one and velocities a thousand and sixty six, I think, which was a better than the usual eight hundreds, nine hundreds that we get. And yeah. then the I think the other one I didn't get to use was the first Alden. Yeah, read, so that, read them out. I got, yeah, I got a win on that one. Hey, look out. Yeah. Rob's on yeah. fire. Pox and all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, velocities were 900 or high 900s. And then um, Tom was second and Dave was third. So Well done, guys. Um, well done. Yeah. So returns have been good over the board. That's um, awesome. But that, that area that we've been flying there is sort of new. We haven't done that one, so that's good. But this week when we head up to 40-mile scrub, that can be sort of good or sort of bad. So yeah. um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'm sure it won't be a cruisy run like it has been. So we've been sort of fairly lucky. <laughs> the the cruisy so, runs is, is what we want from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I've only dropped. We've had like uh, five races. I've only dropped a couple, two. So that's not too bad. I'd be happy with that. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. No, um, they've been going pretty good. But um, you know, when you creep creep up a little bit further out west, it's like we can't get that far. We can get up to five hundred k's as the furthest Dalmaton. Yeah. That's we run out of bitumen then, so um, but that's a hard five hundred k's, eh? Oh, jeez. And uh, if you, are you guys still using the um, what's it called, the GPS tracker? Are you guys, you still using that? Yeah, still still using it. Yeah, yeah. Um, getting some interesting readings, but uh, I haven't done it for a little while. But yeah. um, I'd like to see a bit of data from. Uh, from sort of like the 40 mile but um, it seems like the birds are choosing um, some of them are splitting here and there a little bit um, which is good to see or it's different or at least that's brought it to our attention because we just assumed that wasn't happening so because it's 50 if you go up from Cairns up to the Tablelands it's I think yeah it's about 50 k's from here to Mariba so it's a fair it's 50 k's of, of range so it's a you know it's a fair bit I suppose in a way, and they've got to work their way through it and over it and around it <laughs> or whatever they do yeah. to um, get get by. But uh, most of the birds are hooking down, and that's why our velocities are so slow because they you know as I mentioned last time they've got to actually go past cans to get back to cans. It oh, sounds right. silly, doesn't it? Yeah, you think they'll um, just cut across? Shoom. Yeah, you you would wouldn't you? They, but yeah. they don't, eh? They ah. they go past cans. Actually, they, they don't go just on the other side of the range. Yeah, the probably uh, I suppose it's fifty k's. They'd probably go past my place. Okay, then they go a fair way down, 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 and then they finally find the gully. There's gilly. Uh, what's that one? Gillies, isn't it? Gillies, yeah. Um, okay, and. Then they come, they come out, or maybe even further south. And then they got to come back up, and then come up to Cairns, and yeah, the velocities um, really go nowhere. Yeah, so they drop. It's just the way it's set up. It's just a really shit place to fly, actually. 
you know, cans is, yeah, really. Well, <laughs> especially being, you know, like muggy and all that. I don't know how the birds do it, I tell you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I was, you know, I had a thought there, you know, like when you're training and you, you get guys in a, in boxing and, and, and UFC and that they train at high altitudes. Yes. And um, to get that fitness going, so... I always just wondered whether, like, you know, our pigeons are at a very low altitude here. I'm just wondering how much difference it would be because they train here, but then when they race, they're racing from a lot higher. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if that any, brings anything to the table. Yeah, who knows? You something, know what I mean? something we'll never know. Yeah, because the air, I'm saying, look, the air's just be thinner, you know, up higher, so I don't know. It's like that, it's like... When you talk to pe- new new pe- oh, people, when you toss the pigeons, people come up and start asking questions. First thing they ask, how do they find their way back home? First thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, it and, is, and, and you can't answer it, and then they're like, you know, they're probably thinking, well, you know, geez, you don't know much about yeah. the birds. Yeah, well, no one will ever know that. You know what I mean? Everyone's got their own theories. And, yeah, but, that, uh, that one will get tossed around for, until pigeon racing just eventually dies out one day <laughs> and, and, um, and you know the scientists even debate um, you know they tried all sort of crazy stuff like blindfolding the birds to see if they yeah. use their nose and then blocking their nose to see how much they use their eyes and um, just cutting off some of those sensory uh, areas that they use you know you got the hearing you got the sight you got the smell um and at the end of the day, you you know you got the magnetic fields that you know people say interfere and um, all that sort of thing. Yeah, there's a and lot of got, theories, a lot of theories. Yeah, there is, you know, but you know, and it keeps you guessing, you know. I'd, I'd love to be able to have, have a, uh, a helicopter actually follow them um, for a whole season if you could, you know what I mean? That'd be the way to do it. I reckon you'd be able to watch them and see how they break off in the groups and which ones get hammered by the falcons and which ones don't and, you know, what they yeah. get up to, what they do, or do they get three-year-olds and just go, I'm not going home anymore, I'm not doing this, you know what I mean? Is that enough? <laughs> go find some farm, I'll go and live with the chickens and yeah. just relax for a while. Exactly, and you don't blame them too. Like our yeah. birds, you know, like we send them out week after week, you know, they run the gauntlet and... Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. You know, it's like, could you imagine if we were a racing bird? Oh, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I sometimes wonder about that, you know. Yeah. So do they go, oh, yeah, we're going. Or they go, oh, no. Oh. That's a great <laughs> Can I put us in there, eh? Oh, no. Yeah. We're going back. <laughs> we're going back because yeah. I've had a couple of older birds that, they, they race all right, and then next minute they turn up late, and then it's like a week, and then they just turn up whenever they want. You know, it's like, yeah, well, I know we're home. Here's some yeah. rush. Nah, I'm just going to sit it out, and when I'm ready, I'll <laughs> go back home, I'll get a feed. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I had one hand that was doing that, and I was getting to the point where it was just, oh, I was a bit ridiculous, really. Like, yeah. You know, you can see she just had a knife and that was it. And I think, oh, you know, fair enough. If someone said, I'm going to take you out into the bush, a couple hundred k's. You got, you got lions, you lions gotta, chasing you every dodge. time. <laughs> yeah, and you just got to dodge the lions and hyenas <laughs> and shit like that. 
You know? Oh, yeah. And you don't have any weapons. It's crazy. To fight them, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah, it'd be pretty bad. Have eh? you seen how they, um, when the falcon goes to just about to attack them and they just fold and the bird drops? Have you seen that? I've seen it on a video. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Just, they yeah. just fold and the bird just free falls out of the sky and the falcon just misses it. Shoof. It's yeah, I've seen that up at um, Croydon one time. I yep. was picking up, you know, there was a big, uh, there was a hen falcon and she was after a duck. Yes. And uh, she come fairly, probably low over the water and you could see this falcon was, was going to hammer it. There was no doubt in the world it was going to happen. And just as she sort of dropped to the side, to, you know, they, they slip underneath. Yeah. This duck just folded its wings and just dropped into the water, hey, and the falcon just went flying <laughs> straight past see it. See you later. And it was amazing how that duck timed it, though. It was just like that that, that split second it was going to grab it. It just folded its wings. They're smart. And, um, They're smart. It was pretty you. awesome to see, you know. They're very smart. But yeah. um, my friend, I'm going to go. We're going to have to interview another guy. Thank you very much for the chat. And... Um, you're racing next week? Yeah, yeah. I'm yep. sad day we should we'll, be back we'll, out uh, there. We'll give you a call and we'll read out some more results. Good luck. And um, yes. I hope you get another win, my brother. I'm trying, mate. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. You have a, you have a good All one. Right. And here's Aussie artist uh, Kylie Minogue on Pigeon Radio Australia with a classic song, Spinning Around. Let's listen to Kylie. And that's another show of Pigeon Radio Australia for another week here on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, and it's goodbye to Mr Tony Barbara. Goodbye, Ivan, goodbye, Joe, goodbye, listeners, and goodbye to everybody around the world, and we'll catch you next week. And goodbye, Mr Joe Angelino. Uh, goodbye, listeners, hope you enjoyed the show. And now we've I got Mr edge. Michael Portelli added to the team. Yes, we do. So yes, just right. tell us a little bit about that, Mr Angelino. Well, we, we just had a chat, and um, I said, mate, you're so knowledgeable. Uh, we'd love you on the team. Love to have you on the team, Pigeon Radio team. And, um, yeah, he said, sure, why not? I'd love to uh, be on your team. Good. So, guys and girls. Permanent Michael Portelli, so you can't get any better advice anywhere in Australia. Now, if, that's correct, so, uh, Ivan. Yeah. And if there's any questions, any questions oh, yeah, that's you a good guys idea. want to ask, Michael. please message us on Facebook. We've got Pigeon, Fa- Pigeon Fancies. We've got uh, the Pigeon VPO, Radio. Pigeon Radio. What else, Ivan? That's it. That's it. I don't go on Facebook anymore. So if you guys want... They can message you. If you want to ask any questions to Michael, you know, ask as many as you want and whatever you want. Because he doesn't go on Facebook anymore. That's right. You can't ask any questions. You guys can... um, I'll put a post up on Facebook of questions to ask Michael and then I'll put your names down and I'll say this question's from... uh, uh, Tony Barbara, yeah, uh, this is what he'd like to know. And then it'll be awesome. What do you reckon? 
Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Good idea. All right, yeah. I'll put that post up now. Actually, yeah, while we're talking, Same so he's on the team. Yeah, well, exactly. Have you got a photo of him somewhere? I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll we'll find something. So, look, guys and girls, that's going to be very interesting. And we've got hey, we've got some really good news coming. Really good news. What do you mean? What do you mean? What are we doing with certain people together? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How good's that going to yeah, be? Yeah, all right. Yeah, don't uh, say nothing yet. Uh, that, that, that. That's going to be big, big, baby. That'll, that's going to be really good. That'll be like throwing the atomic bomb. Yep, so we'll definitely, um, looking forward to letting you all know what's happening, what's coming up. And um, thank you for listening to the show. Ivan, good luck for this weekend. Tony, good thank luck for this good, weekend. Good luck, Joe, and good luck to everybody Don't say else. good luck. Oh yeah, all oh, the best. <laughs> all the best. Yeah, Michael didn't like that. I'm gonna say all the best. All the best to everybody. Okay. Cheerio.